0: 702 Afternoons with Relebo Hile Mabuta Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media
1: Plus ad.
0: DSTV Channel 856. 92.7, 92.7 and 106 FM.
1: So at Melo underscore Malebo on X posted the following. For people with anxiety, being chill is getting to the airport three hours before takeoff so that they can sit in a restaurant directly across the boarding gate and be anxious about missing their flight from there. And I have to say, I am relating so, so much to what this person has said, where you feel kind of almost paranoid and anxious about missing your flight. So you, you want to go to all these extreme measures. I mean, if they say, my uh, flight and I'm talking domestic, not even international, is 10 a.m. I will have thoughts of being at the airport at 6 because I'm so paranoid about missing my flight. Mind you, I have never missed a flight in my life, never. Not once. But the fear of missing it, and I know it's not the end of the world, the fear of missing it would make me do something like that, where you're like, let me rather just be at the airport stressing there then stressing at home. And many people uh, were relating to this. And my label continues to say, this comes after worrying the whole night about being caught with drugs or a gun that somebody could have slipped into their luggage when they were asleep. Anxiety is horrible. And I really got to wonder, how has anxiety showed itself in your life? What have you seen anxiety do? Does it show up when it comes to, you know, appointments, flights, job interviews? I, I saw the most interesting story uh, that was shared about anxiety, where this person says the way that the anxiety was so bad. They say, I used to drive to places a day in advance, be it a job interview location, doctor's offices I hadn't been to, etc., I was nervous about not finding them. This was in the era before iPhones and affordable GPS devices. And, and, and can you imagine, hey? Because you're so stressed. And I remember the days of map books or having to stop and ask for directions. But imagine having to go somewhere the day before to check that it's the correct place. So you're like, okay, I know where I'm going. I know the route. Now I'm going to sleep okay This is what happens. Another person, excuse me, shared how their anxiety has gotten to a point where let's say they've been convinced to leave the house, but they ended up not even going inside. They sat in the parking lot just being anxious and did not even get out to go inside. Now, I can relate very much to these things. Malls give me anxiety to the point where um, it might be cheaper to go somewhere in the mall. I might spend more money so that I don't have to go to the mall. Because sometimes I get anxiety being in crowded places or being in spaces where I'm recognized. Like it gives me anxiety (laughs) and the more I think about it, even the part about being late when I was younger, I mean, I would make my parents take me to school much earlier because it's the first day back and I probably wouldn't even sleep that night. So imagine you're a kid in primary school. You're waking yourself up super early, making sure your little brother also so that we can get to school early on the first day and not be late. That anxiety and panic of not being late, right? I think after I had a child, I was like, it's okay. Five minutes is not going to kill anybody. But prior, the anxiety of wanting to get settled, wanting to, you know, isn't that crazy? I mean, it's, it's not crazy, but isn't that crazy, <laughs> right? So let me know, how have you found your anxiety uh, manifesting? How have you seen it show up? And I, I, I'm mindful of the fact that some people's anxieties are at the level of your OCDs and very extreme cases of chronic anxiety, um, in in different ways that it's like OCD. Where I, I'll I'll give you something. I mean, it's not that intense. But something that would drive me nuts with anxiety. I cannot stand dry skin like for myself. I feel like I can see the cracks. So this morning I was chatting to somebody who said I was running so late to drop off the little one at school. That I showered and just got into my tracksuit and went to take them to school. That I didn't tusser myself. And I was like, what? What do you mean? You didn't moisture. What do you mean? How did you leave without tussering Yourself? No, because the kid was late, so I just dried myself and got uh dressed. And I was like, What do you mean? But to me, I would probably end up missing a flight because I need to tussle myself because the dry skin will absolutely drive me nuts. So how does the anxiety manifest with you? Give us a call. O double one double eight three oh seven oh two and the WhatsApp line O seven two seven oh two one seven oh two and share how you've dealt with it. If you're like, I always get anxious before flights. So the way to deal with it is to go to the lounge, have a sip of something and chill. That's how I resolve it.
0: two Afternoons with Relebo Hilema Boja.
1: 22 minutes after one o'clock and we're talking about anxiety. How does it manifest in your life? Do you have a thing you need to do the day you're flying so that you're less anxious to help you manage? Um, Do you duck behind bushes? I mean, there are people who just to avoid small talk, they're so anxious they will hide behind a car, they will dive into bushes. Literally, that's the level the, the anxiety is sitting at. And then, how have you dealt with it? Oh, double one, double eight three, oh seven oh two, and the WhatsApp line 72 and seven oh two. Sean in Auckland Park, how are you?
2: I'm good. Um, um sorry. There no problem. Um, okay, cool. I'm sure I'm not the first one. But I uh, yeah, I'm feeling better. Thanks for having this conversation because you know, mine is not at the level where I'm hiding behind bushes mm. but um so comforting to know that you know, I don't know.
1: That I other that other people go that, through yeah. it.
2: <laughs> they yeah. are that there are people worse off than I am. Yes. But uh, I I realized it it, it actually starts from childhood because I never realized that I was an anxious person. Mm. I was just that overachiever, wanted to get to school early. You know, uh, if I don't come in the top three, like at school, I, you know, used to be quite anxious about that. Uh, But in later years, I've turned 50 last year, and in later years, it, it kind of has manifested quite badly, even physically, mm. through um, the vertigo when I'm in, like, high-rise buildings, through uh, high blood pressure, mm. you know, um, feeling dizzy as well. And it's quite a serious condition because, you know, I think a lot of us think of it as just a, um, a psychological or emotional condition, but mm. it can manifest uh, physically as well. Mm.
1: And, and... Um, now that you've gotten older, what are you doing to, to help you cope? And are there certain situations that make it worse for you? Like, let's say, um, if they ask you to do a presentation at work.
2: Um, yeah. So the kind of thing I do with a presentation, I have it prepared two days before the time and send to my managers
1: mm.
2: so that I, uh, you know, I actually don't, have a sleepless night before, and then there's also um, exercise, and then there's multivitamins that I take. Mm, mm,
1: mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that um, you are finding coping mechanisms. Um, are you finding that it's getting worse or better as you get older? I, I, like
2: I think it's getting worse, but I, I believe I can manage it because also you know I believe I didn't. Exercise for much of my life
1: as yes. I should have
2: been. So, ex- yes. You know, exercise, it's about exercise, diet, just looking after yourself.
1: Yes, yes. And, yes. you
2: know, I've got a, a good friend and brother who always tells me that that's actually a wonderful problem to have, shown, just to look after yourself because you eat the best food, you do the best exercises, and you just avoid stressful situations.
1: Can I actually tell you something that I do? So, if let's yes. say I see the load shedding. Is about to hit. I will switch off the lights myself, like two, three minutes before, so um, wow. I, so that I don't get the skirk that oh the lights are gone. So I will prepare by turning everything off and putting the lamps on, so that I'm in control.
2: <laughs> wow, wow, it's real, right? Yeah, thank you. That's that's like next level.
1: It's, it's real. And, and the thing is, I mean, um, there are many connections to anxiety and being in control and fear and so many things. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things that I do. And I'll, t- I'll tell you during the day, I don't do that, but particularly at night, there's certain, um, devices like the television that makes a sound when the electricity comes back on. And if you go to bed and the electricity was out and you didn't turn things off, then you wake up and it's like everything is on and it makes me anxious. So, at that time, I turn everything off myself. Here are some of your voice notes.
3: Hi, Level. So, I have an events business, and I am the most anxious person in the world. So, I mean, it's probably the wrong industry to be in. But literally, before an event, or before someone's wedding, or before someone's baby shower, whatever the event is, I can't sleep because if i sleep i have nightmares of literally every single thing going wrong i wake up in a sweat every time and no matter how many plan b's and c's and d's i've done i'm just like i'd actually rather not sleep i will sleep at the end of the event and when i'm not sleeping i am literally messaging this is now like 2 in the morning, I'm messaging suppliers and be like, listen, please make sure you're there by 6 a.m. Please make sure, like, so that when they wake up, they know that I'm waiting for them at 6. And, oh, guys, it's horrible. Anxiety is the pits. Oh my gosh. So, I have two ways where anxiety haunts me, and this is someone who's on, like, a slow-release medication to help with anxiety, by the way. The one is that if I look at my bank account, like, in the middle of the month, I already panic because I can't pay my bond. Right? Forgetting, and I have to give myself a pep talk every time, that more money will come, <laughs> it's gonna be fine. The other thing that I think is very real for our like country, and I I don't know, apparently I have it worse than other people, is that I will suddenly have this like panic attack. That my mother or my sister or my father or my grandmother or my partner are just going to die suddenly. Like I wait for this phone call. And I think that to be fair is probably like a relatively normal panic in a country where these, you know, a world where these things happen. But yeah, it's a lot of pep talk and self talk and mothering of the self.
1: Um, I have developed such such anxiety around being um, around a lot of people, like socializing. Um, To the extent that I use my son as a crutch. Um, He's very popular. So even church, I won't go to church unless he's there. So I won't go to family functions unless he's there. Um, He doesn't know that he's got such a big responsibility because he's 11 years old. But, yeah, he's my crutch in social
3: circumstances, like social situations.
1: Let's quickly go to the lines. Veronica, in Spreadview, you get anxiety when driving on the freeway. What happens?
0: Okay, you know what? I've been driving for years. Yes. All of a sudden, when I got divorced, I started getting that anxiety. I wasn't Mm. even aware. I had another friend of mine telling me that. Is getting anxiety, and then I said, You know, I'm feeling the same way. You mm. know, I'll, I'll start sweaty, my hands, start sweaty. And at times, you'll find that I'm driving 800 kilometers, mm. and then I'll apply brakes uh, along the way. Mm. Then I, my kids said, No, you must stop driving because this will cause an accident. But 10 years after that, I'm feeling okay, though I didn't get treatment. Mm. Um, I'm fine now, so but can you, I still can don't want to drive long, dri- long distance.
1: Oh, okay, so you can't drive on the Yeah, highway. I don't
0: want to. I can drive on a highway, but I don't go far. You know, I I won't go to Pretoria. You know, like mm. that. But I can go to Soweto. I can go to other places. Ooh. But it's it's a really. It, it that's, I think that's the worst. Mm. You know, when you're independent and you drive yourself, and then all of a sudden you have to ask somebody to drive you. oh
1: Yo. so it's,
0: it's it's terrible. Oh.
1: It's terrible,
0: and you must watch it.
1: <laughs> mm, mm. No, thank you so much for sharing, Veronica. Somebody, Sylvester Piri on Facebook says us black people don't get that we only get the pipe <laughs> guys anxiety is so real it is real 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 and many of you are sharing saying please can I be anonymous because this is what I'm going through it's just after one thirty. ZA uh, that is the South African Depression and Anxiety Group if you feel you need some support hi
3: 702 listeners uh, Larato here don't know if I should say my name but anyway I just wanted to give my two cents when it comes to the topic of anxiety. <laughs> I'm one of the people that struggles with anxiety. I've been struggling with anxiety for the past three to four years. I'm on anti-anxiety meds, chronic. I'm on a hefty load of supplements. I'm on ashwagandha. I'm on um, keen mind. I'm on uh, neurovans. <laughs> A lot. So yeah, I just wanted to share my two cents. Um, you can live with it and manage it with a lot of exercise, great diet and all of that stuff. But yeah, like the, the previous um, listener just said, it's the pits. It's the ultimate pits.